Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the seasons, God, that you cause each one to be beautiful in its turn, Lord. We thank you for the colored leaves, God, and that we can enjoy it, and seeing the different animals that come out during the fall, Lord. We thank you for blessing us, Lord, and for giving us an opportunity to learn more about you, God. We thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ, God, that we have them to walk with us, Lord, and your Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. Lord, we thank you for our partners and our listeners, God, that you're blessing them and causing them to be promoted and excel in their jobs, Lord, in their schoolwork, wherever it is that you've planted them, God, that they will be a candle in the darkness, Lord, and salt in the earth. So, God, we just thank you for this wonderful opportunity and the beautiful things you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome and good morning, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue to study out the book of Acts, and just discuss the Word together. Um, I'd just like to thank you all for joining us, and I especially want to thank the partners, those that have joined this ministry, participating in the work, the ones that are always there keeping us lifted up in prayer, that sow into this ministry, that like, share, and subscribe You know, to the episodes on the number of platforms where you can find a day of prayer and the subsequent subsequent podcasts and other things that we have going on with this ministry that are just there to help build the Lord's house and to ensure the gospel is preached throughout the four corners of the earth. So we'd like to thank you for just being a, well, first and foremost, of your heart for the Lord, but also for being a blessing to us in the, in the process of laboring together mm-hmm. and, and doing the work together. Mm-hmm. And so. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you all so much. Uh, we do have two new podcasts that are available. Um, the first, Matters of Life, that is with Pastor John, where he's focusing on looking at um, current events, real life events through the lens of the scriptures and seeing how God would have us um, act and carry ourselves in light of his word and dealing with these situations. And I have a podcast called Live in the Messiah's Love. And that podcast focuses on um, your growth and maturity in Christ, but growing and maturing from a foundation of knowing how much your Messiah loves you. And um, if you have a moment, check it out. You can find it on our website, adayofprayer.org, or you can find us on a variety of platforms. Amen. Now, are we ready to get into the Word? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Amen. All right, so this morning... We are continuing in Acts. We're still in chapter 9, but can I get a volunteer to read verses 10 through 19, please? I will. All right, Charles. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and he said to, the Lord, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. 
Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me, sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Amen. So as is our custom, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions if you have them. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So I found it interesting when we were looking at Ananias and his conversation with the Lord and how Ananias was being genuine and open, like, Lord, I've heard many things about this man. Are you sure? And it's just a reminder for us that we can talk to God and we can tell him how we feel. Now, that does not mean to be disrespectful and try to run him over. But you can tell him, like, Lord, this is what it looks like. Am I seeing this correctly? Or, Lord, this is this is how my flesh is feeling. Help me deal with this so I can be in perfect alignment with you and do all that you asked me to do. He doesn't want us to be robots and march march robot one um blink robot two he doesn't want us to do that he wants a relationship and in a relationship there are conversations especially good ones so that you learn about each person in it and you develop a connection and um both of you are strengthened especially in the case of like a human with god that's the most important relationship you could ever have and so he wants us to be real with him and he wants to be real to us and with us as well. So it's just important that we remember that he understands where we are. He created us. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good point that you bring up there, right? Being able to address the Lord, right? We are his sons and daughters, or as we say many, or very frequently, I'll say it that way. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God, right? Yes. It's a relationship. James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask, right? Yes. So what do we see here with Ananias? Because we've been talking up to this point about going immediately, right? We saw that with Philip. Yes. How he immediately got up and went, right? You're from the Lord, right? Yes. He, he knew the voice of the Lord. He could trust him, and he just got up and went, even when the situation looked, well, mm-hmm. I'll say pretty dire and bleak, as in it was desert, right? <laughs> I know you want me to yes. go down this way, but, and it says very plainly in Scripture, it was desert, but he still just got up and went because he knew the Lord and he trusted him. Yes. And in life, there are times when, I'll say we, we question things, and by question things, I mean we say, Lord, did I really hear you right? Are you, is that really what you're asking me to do? And that it's not necessarily a bad thing when we're just seeking the Lord to get his thoughts and his ways on. Right? We read about that with David all the time throughout the Psalms, right? Yes. He, 
uh, is extremely open, right? But what did the Lord say about him? He was a man after his man own heart. Man after God's own heart, exactly. So he had those conversations so he could receive wisdom and understanding. Lord, what am I doing? And you know what I mean? Who, who do I minister to? And am I really hearing you correctly? Now with, with David, there's, there's a little more of like, Lord, I don't like this. This is happening to me. This is how it makes me feel, all right? And, and these are my concerns. But notice, both in David, throughout the Psalms, and all you study that out on your own, and take a read through the Psalms, but here at Ananias, he didn't just stay there. He asked the Lord, right, is what he's yes. getting at. Uh, are you sure? Because this is the report. This is, this is what the whole world says about this individual. And these are the certifications and qualifications he has that he can literally do anything. So there's also the... Am I supposed to die, Lord? Is that, are you sending me to my death, right? Yes. What does it say in Philippians, right, about Christ? He was obedient even, even to, death. to death on the cross, right? Yes. So, it's paraphrased, of course, but you see the same thing here. He doesn't just remain in the questioning and in the, I'll say, getting hold or rein on his emotions, but he moves forward as soon as he's received the answer from the Lord. All right, I mean, there's a lot to, to consider in this because he's asking the Lord, or he, he expresses his concerns, but then he hears from the Lord, hey, you know, he's my chosen, about concerning Saul, not yet Paul, right? He's yes. my chosen instrument, and he's going to suffer a lot for my name. Can you imagine, just in natural terms, being the person that's going to bring that message to the person who's literally persecuting the church? But but you see here, Ananias was about obedience to the Lord because he loved the Lord. So if that's the message you would have me bring, then that's the message you would have, well, in this case, I said me, but Ananias, bring. So he went, and he was obedient to the Lord. But there's a lot in there, right? Well, how do yes. I minister? How do I bring this message? Not just, Lord, you're telling me to say these things. You're telling me to do this thing. Right, and that's what we say in this ministry all the time. Say what the Lord says to say, do what he says to do. But there's also the element aspect of say it or do it how, or in the manner he says to say it or do it. Right? And, and yes. you, you hear even yes. here in his message to Saul, it was how um let me let me get there. It says, uh Yet the Lord appeared to you and he sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Lord gave him the purpose, and he just communicated that to Saul. So in seeking the Lord, it's not just about vocalizing our, our complaints or our concerns, but it's also receiving the instruction and the wisdom and how to minister. Yes. So uh, just something, uh, a sense we needed to point out. Anyone else? Well, just while you're in that vein of thought, as we started this little bit of a conversation, it immediately made me think of John the Baptist's father, Zechariah. Mm. And so he says, hey, how do I know these things are going to be so? And he, well, you're going to be mute until he's born then. Can you contrast that with Ananias' response? I mean, Ananias' response doesn't seem to be any more... I, I never really thought that Zechariah, like, that was a, a 
a bad question to ask. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, Mary goes, how are these things going to be so? I've never been with a man. And it just, and you know, the Holy Spirit say, or what Gabriel actually, actually said, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is going to, um, is going to fill, uh, fill you. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't really go into full explanation there, but, you know, making it clear because she's confused mm-hmm. in, in her natural mind. She can't see it. Zechariah, you know, in his natural mind can't see it. So you what? said a nice, a good word there. She yes. was confused. Like, you know, I just don't understand. I'm not saying no, God, and I'm not doubting your ability to do it. I just don't understand. Help me so I can get in alignment with you. But what he said was doubt. Which exactly. Is, I'll, I'll read it to you, right? It's in Luke 1, verse 18. After the angel appears and says to Zechariah, hey, this is who your son's going to be and what he's going to do and why and all these things and how he's going to live his life. It says in verse 18, Zechariah said to the angel, how will I know this for certain? which the question itself isn't bad, but it's what he says after that. For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. So he's giving, well, a reason, an excuse, or attempt to justify what was in his heart, which is what prompted that question. It's doubt. And he was asking for proof, Mm -hmm. not clarity. And remember... God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So Amen. I can say apples are apples, and then you can say apples and apples, but God will say, okay, this heart is, is actually communicating one thing to me, but that heart is actually communicating something different. And it's God who is the judge, and he is the one who has to write the judge and who can to see past what it looks like on the surface and go straight to the heart of a matter, just like he's, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree. He went right to the heart, not to what it looked like, not to what it could have been, not to anything else, but the truth. So there was a clear difference. And even with Zechariah, the Lord didn't judge him harshly. He just said, I need you to be quiet because you're going to abort the blessing that I'm trying to bring to you because you don't have trust. So you need to be quiet for a season. And it's to that extent and that extreme that I'm going to have to help you be quiet because you will cause this thing that I'm doing to be um, caused to be cast forward before it's supposed to uh, a woman to miscarry with your doubtful words. If that's how he spoke to the angel of God, how would he have spoken to his wife? How would he have spoken continually throughout her pregnancy? Well, I hope that baby make it. I hope maybe we'll see. I mean, like you, you can just imagine that if that's the angel of the Lord showed up before him and that's what came out of his mouth and his um, prove it disposition, that would have been a hard task. So I appreciate God saying, okay, let me help you, son. You just go ahead and be quiet. And, and as you're contemplating this in silence, <laughs> the blessing of God will continue to go forward. You'll get to hold your baby when this is over, but you're not a... You're not on my side at this moment, but your wife is. So I'm going to not hold her blessing back because you got questions that are prove it to me questions. And for like Mary, she just needed understanding. It was beyond her comprehension, which is why God spoke to her the way he did or commissioned the angel to speak the way he did. It wasn't a prove it to me, God. And even Ananias wasn't saying prove it to me. He was saying, Lord, okay, well, here's, here's what's happening What's your consideration on this? Him presenting that this person has been breathing threats and is snarling, I'm going to kill you in his sleep or, you know, during the day and has set his, his self and his heart to fight against the Lord Jesus Christ and any and everyone who represents him. That's not an invalid question. And he wasn't saying, God, you're trying to kill me. He's, he wasn't saying, you know, or questioning or doubting. 
even who was speaking to him or asking God to prove anything. He was just continuing in a confirming conversation with his Lord, which is good, which is right for us. If we have questions, God is happy to confirm, but saying prove it to our God, that's a different matter. And, and it's deeper than, than just what we're getting at, right? If we really look at that whole situation with Zacharias, right? Where is he? Where is he standing? In the temple. In the temple. Sacrifice. In the holiest of holies. To the right of the altar of incense, which as we studied that out in, in the Lord's house, it's about, that's the prayers of the saints going up, right? So he's just, just outside of the holiest of holies. But he's ministering to the Lord. And what does the angel greet him with? He says, hey, your petition, so the prayers have been answered and your wife will bring you a son. And then he goes into all the explanation of his son and what he's going to do. So that was a prayer that he had before the Lord, a son, an heir, right? To continue the legacy, or as we were talking in previous podcasts, right, about especially concerning the Ethiopian eunuch and all those things, right? A legacy. It matters. It was extremely important back in the day. And then after receiving, hey, you have the answer to your prayer, now he's coming and doubting. What was James say? He who doubts is like a man who's tossed about by the waves. And, Let and him what else? not think he will receive anything from the Lord. Okay. He's double-minded. And well, that, that's what we talked about. He would have exactly the it. promise that God was fulfilling and the answer to his prayer before it had a chance to come forward with his words. Exactly. By our words, we are justified, and by our words, we are condemned. So, um, amen. That was a, a much different and... A much different response and Ananias here, which and we, we understand that the Lord is um, how he approved of what he was saying by instructing him and confirming what he wants and comforting him like, no, this is OK. You know, keep moving forward is by the Lord's response. Well, there's also a component here, too, to think about and, and contemplate. And that is um, and you, you've said it in a different way as far as uh, the Lord's going to the Lord knows your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're sincere before the Lord, wanting to do his will and wanting to hear him clearly, he's certainly going to honor that. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing here is that um, Zechariah, of all people, of all people, should have known better. As the high priest. As the high priest. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Right. So here's, here's the word for the listeners to think about and be encouraged by. If you're not understanding God's word fully and you think you're being confused by the scripture, that's not God doing that. God's asking you to dig deeper. And Amen. if you're looking to your pastor or your priest or your whatever it may be for you and thinking that they're going to have all the answers, this should be a clear example. That's not it at all. But that any question is fair game for you to bring before the Lord and trust him to illuminate the things he wants you to know. And you don't need a priest or a pastor to guide you or teach you. You're equipped for all of it. And matter of fact, in some cases, you may be better equipped because you're not polluted with all the religiosity that comes from so many of the people in higher positions in religion. But you have direct access to God Almighty through Christ to hear him and know what he wants you to do and wants you to know. Through his Holy Spirit, like who literally teaches you all, all, the, all truth mm -hmm. and all things. So that's incredible. And it's, man, that's wonderful, brother. Uh, thank you for... Mm -hmm. For stating that so eloquently, like <laughs> I don't get accused of being eloquent. But thank you, I'll take that. <laughs> no, that was great, man. That was serious. That was that was wonderful, mm -hmm. and and it's not 
I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll caveat it with this, right? It's not that pastors or any, anyone else is being excluded. No, not at all. It is, how can we understand if, if it's not the Lord that's bringing the answer, right? So even in those that you surround yourself with, whether it's pastors or other believers, is everyone, and we were talking about this before we started this, in different contexts, right? But surround yourself with people that are, their heart and their willingness, their desire is to clearly and accurately hear what the Lord is saying about everything through the Holy Spirit in their own lives, but even on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And be willing to obey. And that, it does you no good to hear and listen all night long, and then you turn around and disobey. Amen. What's the point? What's the point of that? It's willing and obedient. Obedient is action. That is carrying out whatever it is God asks you to do, even if it looks like it's going to cost you your life, your livelihood, your perspective, your status, whatever. Because what does it what does it prove or what good is it to gain the whole world and then lose your own soul? Because you failed at grasping what it was that God actually wanted was your heart for him and your own obedience to what he's asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, something that stood out to me about Ananias is that he didn't go, is that you, Lord? <laughs> when the Lord started talking. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do that. He knew God's voice. He knew his Messiah's voice. And in verse 10, it says that he was a certain disciple. And that gives all the indication of whose disciple he actually was. He was a disciple of Jesus, the Messiah, not a disciple of the apostles, not a a disciple of, you know, this specific synagogue in Jerusalem. He may have gone there. He may have attended there. He may have fellowshiped and learned and and walked with and followed the, the, the apostles. But his eyesight was not focused on them as they are God now in God's place. He knew his Lord's voice, and that is very, very, very distinctive. Very distinctive because the apostles didn't have to hear from God and come down and give him a message, and then now he was going to go carry on to talk to Saul. That's not what happened. He heard the Lord talking to him, and he knew exactly who he was. And then he was confident in his relationship with the Lord enough to converse with his Lord and make his petition and come boldly before the throne of grace to go, I need to, you know, let's get clarification. Confirm this to me to make sure I understand your will. Whatever you're asking me to do, I'm going to do that. I'm just making sure I understood what you said, Lord. And we're, you know, if there's next steps, let me get, get all the information before you take off down the road. You're all the plan. And then he went forward. Yes, my love. So in there, uh, I love how you brought this up. When you said he went because the Lord was sending him. He did not receive instruction from the apostles, right? He didn't require that. I mean, if exactly. they had come, he would have, if that's what the Lord ordained, but he knew it's God's voice and the Lord spoke with that him directly. Is it. So, because he would have been then moving under or through the authority of man, not the authority of the Lord, right? Yes. Not that the apostles couldn't have received the word from the Lord and said, hey, you're supposed to go do this, but the Lord comes to us first. And, and I'll, for that, I'll say he, he will do both. It matters the way that the Lord ordains the instruction to go forward. Absolutely. So because the Lord wanted to speak to Ananias specifically or directly on this matter, then that's the appropriate way to go. It would not have been appropriate to wait for the apostles to come tell him to go because the Lord came to him. That's how God wanted to get it done. But for example, if you are a part of the ministry and the Lord does, he has assigned um, particular people and given them a vision for that ministry and an accountability 
and he's sending instructions through those um, those pastors or apostles, whatever they may be, and conveying that to you, that's appropriate because that's the way the Lord wanted that particular thing, that situation to flow. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of having a legalistic um, religious bondage about it. It's what is the Holy Spirit saying? How is he sending this um, message? And then we're following it through there. So my love, you're my husband. I have my own dynamic with God, but if God speaks something to you and then you convey that to me and the family, I should be listening. It's not because it came out of your mouth. It's because God put it in your mouth to say to me, and that's where I stand because I have allegiance to him. So in that regard, it's appropriate. Absolutely. But if I only heard God when you spoke, er, we got a problem. That that would absolutely be a problem. And in what's said, right, that we still have both in our marriage, but in life, right? an obligation to bring it before the Lord ourselves to get the Lord's confirmation on it. Although, if we're truly listening, I'll say it in this this way, if we're truly listening to the Lord, as soon as we hear it, it's going. the Lord is either going to confirm that word in our, in our spirit or not. But there's, uh, I'll, so I'll just say it in this way, bring it before the Lord. Bring everything, like, let everything pass by before him. Mm-hmm. We should always be listening. And so, for example... And it's not as a lack of trust, especially, I'll say, I'll just say it plainly, like for our marriage, but there's this is how we have structured our lives before the Lord. Right. So the Lord will confirm because he is a God of unity and amongst or around him, right? And he is not a God of confusion. So he's a God of order. So if he speaks to you, yes, he'll confirm it in me. But if there is a moment where I might need time to hear, that's okay. But... Um, when he gives you something, right? He speaks to you as, as the, the head of our family. And then you convey that, yes, the Lord has oftentimes already prepared the heart mm-hmm. um, of the people he wants to cooperate. And with that, I'm not looking to figure out, did you hear God right? I'm listening to hear God because he will confirm, but how do you want me to cooperate with what you've already spoken to my husband? Absolutely. I don't, I'm not trying to get a new vision around yours. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get something separate and apart from you. I'm taking what God has spoken to you and I'm bringing that before my Lord as well. How do I cooperate with this God? How, you know, what is my role exactly. in this that you're speaking? And if, if it is something that needs more clarification or maybe... Um, the, there is, um, uh, the Lord, the message isn't quite clear being conveyed clearly. That's also an opportunity while God is speaking. I can speak, okay, Lord, can you clarify this? Mm-hmm. And then he will bring peace in the situation. But the, the heart of it is I'm listening to God all the time. I'm always connected to him and my Amen. allegiance is first to my God. And then I respect my God in the way that you assign me here, okay, I'm, I'm going to fulfill that role. And if you're speaking through this person and you're conveying information because that's how you set it up, Father, that's appropriate. But not as the exclusive, I, I don't hear God on my own. I can, if my husband tells me, then that's the voice of God and that's all I ever hear. That, that's, not, that's not right. Exactly. Whether it's a husband, a pastor, whoever, right? The Lord desires a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. And he also speaks through people. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot there. Um, so let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for equipping us with everything that we need, Lord.
and just giving us your purpose, Lord, so that we're able to understand, Lord, and run with it. Lord, I also just thank you for providing for all our needs, Lord, not leaving us inside of one. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.